Hello. Welcome to Ashley's Evolution. This is a new project that has been in the making for the past three and a half years. Something that's been on my mind and my heart, and I'm finally putting it into fruition. Is that the right word? <laughs> um, so you may have listened to my my couple of episodes that I've done in the past, and maybe you haven't, and that's fine. For the past three and a half years, I have been on a journey in the nonprofit world. Before that, I'd worked in the fitness industry for the past, oh my gosh, I think almost 20 years. Not quite 20. I think it's 17. Um, And so I was on a completely different path, a completely different journey. And then this beautiful journey of nonprofit leadership kind of just fell in my lap one day. And since then, it's been on my heart and on my mind to share that journey and share what I've learned and hopefully help some other people. So with the new year, the new energy, all the new things coming, I was like, you know what, this is the right time. So like I said, I've only been a nonprofit for three and a half years. I am not claiming by any means to be an expert. But I just want to share my journey in hopes of maybe helping some other people. So I have, I live in northern Minnesota in an isolated and rural place. And it's really important that those two words are together, isolated and rural, because it just feeds into my story and into how I hope to help other people. I am not from an isolated rural area. I have lived in urban areas my entire life. I was born and raised in southeastern North Carolina on the beach um, in Wilmington. It's a beautiful, beautiful little city. Um, I then lived in places all over the world, which I'm sure I'll share at some point, and landed in isolated rural northern Minnesota. Have a gym have four kids and before the pandemic literally a few months before my wife and I decided one of us should probably get a grown up job quote unquote um, and maybe something a little bit more dependable and more stable and I was sitting in a rotary meeting because I used to be an active Rotarian and someone was giving a presentation on the local food shelf and she was leaving the job and they were looking to for someone to fill her position and my friend leaned over and said you need to apply for that job had no idea that I was even thinking about another job and I did and I got hired in my first job at nonprofit in the nonprofit world in May of 2020. So I started my leadership role at the very beginning of the pandemic. And I jokingly say all the time, I know nothing about nonprofit or hunger relief prior to the pandemic, which is a very important point as we are shifting out of the pandemic life and back into how things were before. So, like I said, it's been on my heart to share this journey um, and share some of the stories since I started this path in the nonprofit world. 
And I even was supposed to do a talk about it um, with a colleague about a year and a half ago. And it got canceled. And I think the reason it got canceled is because it was supposed to turn into this journey. And it wasn't supposed to just be a talk at a conference. Along this journey, I have met some incredible, incredible people. I've had some incredible opportunities. And I've also experienced a lot of heartache and a lot of hardships. And that's all the things that I want to share. I want to share the beauty and the hardships of what it means to be in rural leadership, in rural nonprofits, and how to navigate and get through all of those things. And along this journey, I hope that you will reach out, that you will share, um, that you will be a part of this journey with me. I didn't even really know where to start. I was like, where am I going to start on this journey? Because there are so many different things to share and to talk about. So the first thing that I has just kind of landed on my heart to talk about with you all in terms of rural nonprofit realities is the power of your voice. I think that the voice that you have in rural nonprofits is so beautifully hard to share and to use. When you are in an urban area or a city, people use their voice all the time. They're strong willed, they're strong voices, um, they're usually pretty professional, pretty eloquent. And when you are in a rural setting, that's not always what happens. And when you are in a rural setting and you use your voice, and if you are a woman using your voice, it's even harder. So if you're not in a rural nonprofit, if you're just in nonprofit life, or maybe you're not even in nonprofit life, I don't know. Our voice is our strongest blessing. Our voice is also our hardest blessing to use, our hardest gift to use. But in rural nonprofits, it's vital and it's so beautiful the different avenues that you have to use it. So I am a vocal person. I'm a strong-willed person. Um, that's my my strength and also my weakness, which I fully admit. And it is, I have seen what's also hard for other people. It's hard for other people to deal with a strong woman, a strong vocal woman, especially in a rural setting. But it's so much appreciated as well. And often by the people not in your area, but um, in your geographic area, your physical area, but um, outside of the area. And that's what I have to lean into all the time. Using your voice as a nonprofit leader. And when I say leader, that doesn't mean you have to be the director. You can be a manager. You can be an employee. Insert whatever word you want there. But when you are in rural nonprofit, your voice is what is going to carry your nonprofit. And it's so crucial you use it. 
So most of us in nonprofits are working on social issues. We're working on social impact. So that could be hunger relief. That's my, my specialty, my niche. It could be homelessness. It could be domestic violence. Um, it could be a slew of other things. That's typically what we're talking about when we're talking about rural nonprofits. There are a million other types of nonprofits. There's booster clubs, there's, you know, community centers, there's arts. So I'm not discrediting any of those. I'm specifically speaking to social issues and social impact nonprofits. If we are not using our voice, we are doing our organizations an injustice. We are here to fulfill a mission. That mission may or may not have been set before you were in your role. But you signed up to fulfill and to speak to that mission. And that's why you're in that role. When you are in a rural nonprofit, you have the ability to use your voice in so many different ways than you would maybe in an urban setting. We can go speak on a local radio. We can have an article in a newspaper, probably for free, and maybe even on a monthly or weekly basis. We can share a post on social media that people are actually going to read and actually going to share. We have the ability to go speak at different meetings, city councils, county commissioners, school boards, rotary meetings, the Elks Club, just a gathering of other organizations or a business. We can use our voice in a newsletter. Paper newsletter. People still send out paper newsletters. The organization I just left had a massive following on a mail a mailer newsletter. They, we actually, excuse me, sent a newsletter in the mail to lots of people monthly or quarterly. Like it was insane. I was like, I can't believe people still read newsletters. I love paper newsletters. I love paper. I love a physical book, but I didn't know other people did. And in rural, in our rural area, I could speak for people love a paper newsletter. That's your voice. That's your storytelling method. In rural America, your voice actually telling your story to your neighbor telling your nonprofit story to your parents telling your nonprofit story to your children is going to probably have much more of an effect than if you were in an urban setting because that thing you hear all the time about everybody knows everybody's business in a small town is true <laughs> I tell my kids all the time, and I remember my parents telling me, I know what you're going to do before you do it. And oh boy, is that true in small town America. But that's what you can use to your advantage as a nonprofit leader. So where it gets tricky is when we're working in nonprofits, specifically social impact nonprofits, social issues, is that sometimes we're going to ruffle feathers with our voice. Let me be clear that's okay. The only way we're going to bring about real change in our communities and our world is probably by ruffling some feathers. You owe it to your nonprofit, to the issue that you're working on, to use your voice to ruffle feathers. 
to spread the word about what you're doing. I know that it's hard to use your voice in a small town. I know that there are going to be repercussions. I am here to say, I support you. We may not be in the same area. We may not be in the same state. But there's people that have your back when the times get hard. So let's talk about that first. Let's talk about the hard times of using your voice in a small town in America. I would venture to say that whatever the issue is that your nonprofit focuses on, there's probably people that think that you're giving a handout, that you're giving something for free, that people don't deserve it, um, that, I don't know, insert any any phrase there, any sentences you want. You and I know that's not true. You and I know that the issues that we are working with every single day are so complex and so deep-rooted, often generationally, But the other people in your community don't know that. So that's why we have to talk about it. That's why we have to educate people on the issues that we are working on. So where that gets tricky in small towns is that oftentimes the people that can help you bring change within your community oftentimes are the people that can be detrimental to you, your family, or your organization. So let me tell you a story. My family does not live in city limits. We live outside city limits. We live in the county. I own a small business in the city. I feel so weird saying city about small town. In city limits, that is, we rent inside of another organization. So we don't own our own building. Um, there's not really anything that could be done probably to my small business, the way it's set up. The nonprofit I just came from was a food shelf. We purchased the organization's a building for the organization for the first and only time the organization ever owned its own building in its 35 year history. We were so excited about it. We bought a little cafe. Um, we had big plans for it. We're expanding the nonprofit. Well, along the way, I. I had made some people mad in the city and there's some of them I'm like I don't even know when I made you mad like what are you mad about um but I ruffled some feathers along the way because that's what I do sometimes especially when we're speaking out um for what's right and some of the people that have the power to punish the food shelf took full advantage of it when we bought this property. So I, as the executive director, obviously all the backlash will come back on me. Um, so because I had spoken up or out to people about certain issues, some of the issues I spoke out about had nothing to do with food shelf hunger relief or food insecurity, like nothing to do with it. But they took this opportunity to lash out at me. Um, so bought this, this cute little cafe, did a lot, dumped a lot of money into it to bring it like up to code, new roof on it, did some work like internally on it, 
brought the property up, made it look great. Like there's new energy there, did a new sign, did all these things. And then all of a sudden we get a blight notice threatening like jail time if it's not taken care of and pictures of during open hours there's like a pallet in the back and some carts in the parking lot yeah because we have a food shelf and people are in here shopping of course there's stuff in the parking lot so kind of those things started to happen there was like these little little threats starting to happen to the organization which I take full responsibility for, but it didn't feel good. Like I uh, probably, I mean, am I I talking about it? I got really sad that because I have used my voice in various capacities around the community, that now the food shelf was suffering. It was shocking to me that a town would come after an organization that is serving its people and serving its people in massive numbers and in big ways. We expanded and had multiple food shelves, multiple programs, you know, had a couple employees. The way that organization was serving that community was dynamic and innovative and big big impact and then some city employees started to come after the organization and it broke me like broke me to my core and broke my heart and I'm like gosh if I just lived in city limits they could come after me and not the organization but that's what happens in small towns not just small towns that happens in cities I'm fully aware that it happens everywhere but when it happens in a small town it hurts bigger And it's harder to navigate. So don't let those things stop you. Sometimes you're going to have to tuck your tail between your legs. Say I'm sorry to people who don't deserve an I'm sorry. But your organization and the change you were trying to bring about deserves for you to navigate and work through these situations. So that's the hard part of using your voice in small rural towns. Is that you never know how it's going to come back on you. You never know. It can come back on you. It can come back on the organization. It can come back on your family. And it's hard. And it's not right. It's not right at all. But it's part of our work, unfortunately. Um, So that's the ugly part of using your voice in rural America. The beautiful part is the change that happens. The things that you can see on day-to-day basis. I could physically see how many people were walking through the doors of our shelf to get food in an equitable manner. I could hear the people and their stories and their tears of thankfulness, their tears of gratitude. I got to talk to students in a high school and talk about why people are hungry in a community. I got to educate teenagers on why somebody in their classroom may be utilizing a hunger program. It's not because they're lazy. It's not because their parents are lazy. 
it's because of generational issues. It's because of inflation. It's because of lack of livable wages, which is also so deep rooted as a small business owner. I, I can't pay another person a livable wage right now. There's so many issues that we get to use our voice and we get to educate people on. And that's what we have to grasp onto. We have to grasp onto the change that our storytelling and our voice will bring into our communities. Your voice in rural America will impact so many people and maybe even generationally. You have the chance as a rural nonprofit leader to have generational change. And that is huge. That's what we're working for, right? We are oftentimes working for generational changes. We're oftentimes working against generational traumas, generational injustices. And as rural nonprofits, we have the ability to literally make changes. So grasp onto that. Hold that into your heart and into your mind is the impact that you will have. Let that be your guiding light when those hard times come from you using your voice. Know that opportunities are going to arise from you using your voice. I also, because I use my voice a lot, have had so many opportunities open up to me. I now get to work across a region of seven counties it's soon going to expand even more because I have used my voice people now come to me and say how do I navigate through this how do I open a new food shelf how do I begin a new hunger relief program how do I go talk to my school board how do I go talk to my city council How do I go talk to my county commissioners? Why do I do those things? And I get to help them through that because I have spoken up. I get to help other people people because of my voice. That doesn't mean it's not hard. The past 72 hours, you guys, have been a literal nightmare. Like, I've been crying so much because of my voice. But... I also have had people reach out to me and get me through this time because of my voice. I've had people call me and say, you cannot stop using your voice. I've said, I'm done. I'm done walking away. And they're like, no, you're not. I am here beside you and behind you. You are not going to stop talking. Lean into the people that want you to use your voice. Lean into the people that support you. Lean into your cause, into your issue, and keep talking. Do not stop talking. I beg of you, do not stop using your voice. I know it's hard. I know there's going to be times that you want to give up. Don't do it. Listen to the people that tell you to keep talking. Keep finding the signs of hope. And keep spreading the word of your cause. Your nonprofit needs you to keep talking you're the people you are supporting need you there are so many people that can't talk right now or can't use their voice or can't share their story and they're leaning into you they are grasping for you to help them and that's what we're doing as rural nonprofit leaders we are here to support the people who can't stand on their own two feet right now and later they're going to come back and they're going to support you in a beautiful way in the times that you need it 
And that's what this work is all about. Rural nonprofits are about helping others in their time of need. They're about bringing social change and social impact. That's what we signed up to do. That's what we're going to continue to do. And that's what we're going to do together. So this not this next project of mine, um, officially called Ashley's Evolution, is dedicated to rural nonprofits. I want to talk about the different issues that you face, the different hardships, and how we can turn those into beautiful experiences and a beautiful life. So I hope that you will share this podcast and this journey. I hope that you will tune in each episode. We're going to have um, a different topic to discuss. Some of them are boards in in rural America. Um, we just talked about your voice. We'll talk about that even more. Employees, expansion, programming, ideas. There's so many things that I have planned for this podcast. And I hope that you will share it. I hope that you will listen in even if you're not in nonprofit leadership or nonprofit roles maybe this will encourage you to start a nonprofit to apply to work at a nonprofit or to maybe support a volunteer at a nonprofit so rural nonprofit reality is is coming at you in 2024 i'll probably bring on some guests at some point because i get to interact and work with some really beautiful and amazing people and i hope that i will get to share their stories and their journeys and their voices along this journey. Thank you for tuning in. Don't be afraid to use your voice. Don't be afraid to share your story and your journeys in your small rural communities. That's where you're going to have the biggest impact, the biggest change. And even when people aren't supporting you or doesn't feel like they are, they're listening and you are having an impact on their life and on their journey. Use your voice, share your voice, spread your voice, and create change. We are all in this together. We can do big things and hard things. Thank you for listening.